Dazzle. Thanks for coming and hanging out with me today. I am glad that you were here. Today, I, I want to talk about some things that I frequently encountered when trying to communicate with neurotypical individuals and what I see as an expression of ableism. Regardless of person's neurotypes, disabilities, or language knowledge, communication is always an engagement between two people. As such, in order for that exchange to be reciprocal, both parties really must put forward an effort to reach an understanding. And this means that there needs to be a meeting in the middle. This is how good and healthy relationships function. My personal experience has been that neurotypicals are not interested in reciprocal exchange. I feel as though I've always been expected to meet them where they are at and to completely modify everything that I am doing in order to ensure that communication is effective. Additionally, when communication has failed, it is common for neurotypicals to blame that failure on my lack of efforts rather than on the lack of there being a reciprocal exchange. So what does that look like? In order for the neurotypical to be comfortable in the conversation, I'm expected to make eye contact and to mimic the neurotypical pair language. Uh, failure to do so results in neurotypicals labeling me as rude or inconsiderate, demanding that I always make eye contact and mimic neurotypical pair language is ableism. In a reciprocal exchange, it would be reasonable for me to be expected to make eye contact while they are expected to learn to interpret neurodivergent paralanguage or some other giving on both sides like that. Another way that I frequently see ableism present itself in communication is in context of my tendency to take things rather concrete or literally. I frequently encounter neurotypicals who complain that I like take things this way, but then make no effort to modify the manner in which they communicate. Knowing that someone is going to misunderstand you and choosing to communicate in that style anyway is ableism and disrespectful. When someone knows that my brain works this way, but chooses not to modify their communication, they're refusing to make a genuine effort in expressing their information in a clear and understandable way. This is a form of communication sabotage. If they were interested in having a reciprocal conversation, they would make efforts to change the way that they speak to me. They would use less sarcasm and jokes. They would change their language to be more concrete and direct rather than expecting me to read between the lines. They would make an effort to assess that I have, in fact, understood what they were trying to express. Similar to the previous example is when I need people to repeat themselves because my auditory processing disorder is impairing my ability to receive the information that I'm being given. When a person refuses to repeat themselves or otherwise modify their communication uh, method, they are thrusting the full responsibility of the conversation onto me and are sabotaging that conversation. When I've asked neurotypicals to repeat themselves, I frequently hear, never mind, it wasn't important, rather than getting a, uh, a repeat of the information or that information being presented in a different manner. The message that this sends is that communicating with me is not valued and it isn't important to ensure that I'm included in the conversation. This is dismissive of the fundamental human need of belonging. If a person is interested in reciprocal communication, they would, as a very minimum, being willing to repeat what they have said as many times as needed for me to understand what was said. 
a better approach would be to try wording it a little bit differently to allow my brain a different angle of processing. Um, an excellent approach is to offer communication styles such as texting to each other or writing the information down or even using sign language, depending upon the skills available to the people communicating. But to declare that repeating information is frustrating and thus not worth doing is neither reciprocal nor respectful. No matter how annoying or frustrating you may find my difficulty to process information, I promise you that it is more annoying and frustrating for me. For you, this is a brief interaction. For me, this is every interaction I have. When you declare that it isn't worth the frustration, what you are saying is that you do not value me as a person nor the relationship that we share enough to put in a reciprocal amount of effort into our communication. It sends the message that I am unimportant and of less value. There's no style of communication nor language to communicate within that is better than any other. There are no communication tools that are not worthy of use. Saying that I'm being less social because I text you while sitting in the same room is dismissing the importance of ensuring that meaning is conveyed because that is the only purpose of communicating with others. If the communication has conveyed meaning, that it is successful communication. There's no other measurement which to evaluate communication that isn't ableism and lacking in reciprocity. Every human being uses tools to aid in communication, and we have done this all through our documented history. Writing and diagrams are frequently used to augment communication. Paralanguage is so essential to communication that it actually conveys more information than the words we're using. Americans use their smartphones to facilitate communication every day without consideration for how that device augments their ability to send and receive information. There's no difference when a person uses hearing aids or text-to-speech programs. When a person tells me that one style of communication is better over another, they are expressing one of two things. One, they're reporting which tools and methods work best for them as an individual, or there are grouping people based upon the manner in which they communicate in an effort to denote value. There's nothing wrong with the first of these because everyone has their preferred ways of communicating. Letting other people know what communication styles and tools work best for you is a great way to improve your conversations. The second of these is a problem and is what I would like to stop seeing. When we tell people that there are better ways to communicate than others, we're hurting everyone by limiting our ability to communicate well with each other. Let's embrace the reality that diversity is an inherent part of humanity. While I'm speaking about these issues in context of my general life experiences and frustrations while communicating with those that are neurotypical, I think that it's also important to note that ineffective communication is far from being limited to just when these two groups are talking. Having poor communication is common even when people um, are of the same neurotypes. And part of this is due to the inherent limitations and complexity of language. But another large factor is the stereotypes, ableism, and stigma that we apply to various styles and tools for communication. Well, that's about it for my rambling today. Thanks for coming and spending time with me. If you like the video, please click on the like button. It really does help. And until we talk again, you guys be sure to take care of yourselves. Bye.